By the way, the gospel is simple. Don't make it too difficult for people. It's just simple. Just repent, believe on Jesus with all your heart. Receive the gift of God, which is eternal life. You can have eternal life. It's great. It's, it's so easy, so simple. Just have a change of heart and believe on Christ. And you can be saved. Well, I want to speak to you this morning on that matter of the holiest of all. I really don't know that I've ever thought these thoughts that I thought this last week. But I remember when I was just a teenage boy walking the streets of Buffalo, newly saved, newly born again. And I said, people just don't think. And what I meant is they don't think spiritually. Well, I had some wonderful thoughts about God and His Word in the last week or so. Do you, have, do, you, do you have good thoughts like that? You better get in the Bible if not. If not, you won't have wonderful thoughts about God. And I was thinking about the fact, you know, there are different degrees of damnation. So there are those that would lead people astray and take them out of the way from trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. There's greater damnation. But, you know, I'd never really thought about it too much. I knew there were different degrees, different degrees of rewards for believers. That's taught in the Scriptures, no doubt, in Corinthians. But I don't know that I've ever thought about the fact that there was the holy place in the ark of the, where the Ark of the Covenant, there was the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was. Then there was the holy place. There was the holy place. Then there was the holiest of all. There was the holy place, and then there was the holy of holies. Different degrees of holiness. Then I read that there's a holy mount. They received the word of God on the holy mount. Well, the holy mount, it was holy, but it wasn't as holy as Jesus is holy. For Jesus is the holy of holies. He's the bread of life. There were three things in the holy of holies. There was the holy book, the Ten Commandments, because it's called the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was in the holy of holies, not in the holy place. That's where the brazen altar was. And it's kind of undecided whether the incense altar altar should have been in the Holy of Holies, but it was just outside the Holy of Holies. That's the incense, that's prayer, that speaks of prayer. But the mercy seat and the covenant was in the Holy of Holies, and there were three things in there according to Hebrews. There was the golden pot of manna, surely speaks of Jesus said, I am that manna, I am the bread of life. Secondly, there was the rod of Aaron that budded, which spoke about authority, and it spoke about holy men. You remember they tried to rebel against God, and they put their, they put their different uh, rods in there, and the one that budded was Aaron's rod, the tribe of Levi, the priests. And now we're all believer priests. These are some areas... And then the other thing was the tables, the two tables. That was in there for, for, for all the time. It seems like the other, they didn't, I don't know if they had the rod that bud, uh, budded all the time in there or the pot of manna, but they always had the, the tables, the word of God in there. 
Now, these were all inside of the holy of holies. And only once a year could they go into that holy of holies. And the only one that could go in was the high priest. And so there was something else that went in with that high priest. And the high priest of our profession is the Lord Jesus Christ. He had to go in with blood. So praise God, in the Holy of Holies, there was the pot of manna, the rod that budded, and the, uh, the two tables, the Word of God, and then the blood, and then the high priest himself. See, not any, a stranger, a Moabite, couldn't, even get, couldn't get anywhere near the Holy of Holies. It's a type of the fact that an unconverted person just can't get in. You've got to get redeemed. The blood's got to be applied for you to be saved. Turn to Hebrews with me. We'll read a few verses, and then I want to just preach the rest of the message. But that, you know, what I'm saying is, if nothing else, get this in your mind. There are different degrees of holiness. Just like there's different degrees of reward in heaven and different degrees of punishment there are different things. We have gotten to the place in America where, where just about nothing is holy. That's our problem. That's why we, when we started uh, just a, about a year ago, well, really six months ago, but uh, we, we had it in our mind a lot further before. And for 20 years, I've been praying about starting the separated Baptist churches of America, but I'm so glad Brother Snodderly suggested, let's call it his Baptist churches and start with holy Independent, separated Baptist churches of America. His Baptist churches. It's just old hat now. That's all we talk about, Brother Dormady. Amen. It's his Baptist churches. Amen. And if we get many or we get few, we got about 12 different speakers coming for our second meeting. Full-time preachers, full-time Christian workers. Pretty good crowd. We had about 10 in the first one. Got 12 this time. And then from there on, we'll just pay the ones we feel led to pay, amen? But we're going to pay every one of them, by God's grace, this time, give them an offering, at least to pay for their gas, and maybe take some of them on for support. If God would allow us to. Many of them are missionaries. We have at least two, two evangelists coming. Uh, brother, what he called, said that Ray Jameson is planning on coming. Praise God, amen? He's outspoken. Say, well, I don't like Ray Jameson. Well, the Lord likes him. Say, he's too outspoken. Well, some of the prophets were too, and they got killed too. <laughs> Praise God. Just thank God we can have as many as we can have come. And if we have too many come, we can't give them as big an offering. They'll just have to come by faith, won't they? Amen? Amen. We ought to treat them so good. That just If we even had just one or two or three or four or five of the servants of the Lord coming this way. I want to thank God for it. Just had Daniel Sims. I, he's one of our new missionaries. Brother Daniel Sims. I, I believe that young man walks with God. I tell you, when he gets up and preaches about, he's a, a minister to the Jews. And we took him on for support down in Atlanta. He's coming all the way over from Atlanta. I like what he said. He said I said, we don't know if we're going to have much money for you, brother. Uh, brother. He said, just put us up and feed us. He said, and we'll come by faith. Now, that's the kind of missionary I like, brother. These fellows have to tell you how much, how much they have to have to come and, and grace you with their eloquence. Not interested. <laughs> Not when you get Brother Sims come for nothing. No, we'll give them something. Amen. We'll try to do them 
real well because of his attitude of saying that. Praise God. By the way, some of the best missionaries in the world are under-supported because they don't have all the charisma of others. But if they've got God's power on them, that'll be all right. Well, amen. The book was a miracle. The blood is a miracle. The pot of manna was a miracle. Forty years in the wilderness. And the rod that budded was a miracle. And everything about Christ is a miracle. I'm telling you, we're preaching from the book, which is, it is the holy of holies. This book. If the Ten Commandments, they are the same as this book, the Holy Bible. And so, we maybe ought to have on our Bible, Holy, Holy, Holy Bible. Or the Super Holy Bible. Or the Holiest of All Bible. Or the Holy of Holies Bible. As you think about these things, I'll tell you what, it makes me cringe the way people talk about this holy book. It's a miraculous book. It really, really makes me just as upset when they talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. Like a fellow who was down in Houston, and then another fellow out in California. He wrote a letter to the boys at the university, and I saw the letter. And it said, well, you know, you young fellows know it's not the blood of Jesus Christ that saves us. It's his death that saves us. I'll tell you, that's heresy. They were saved from Egypt's bondage by the blood and were saved today by the blood. And they took the, the high priest could not go into the Holy of Holies without the blood. And Christ died once and for all at Calvary's cross and shed his precious blood. More precious than silver and gold is that blood. Anyone that would say something, he said, he said his blood was like other people's blood. That is not so. He was not like other men, and his blood was not like other people's blood. I've got the tape at home if you want to listen to it. Well, terrible. I brought that for you, brother. He tried to justify it. And he, said, he said, these people that sing about and get all choked up and, and crying about the blood. I think he needs to check up and find out if he's saved. Talk that lightly. I don't care how many degrees and doctor's degrees and PhDs he has. I tell you what, I, I got saved and the day I got saved, I was just as clean as God is. With no Bible knowledge. Amen? Because the miracle of the new birth. God came into me, and you know what came and lives in us? The Holy Spirit. And only the Holy Spirit can interpret the Holy Word of God properly. He's the great teacher of the Holy Book. Amen. He'll tell you what's holy about that blood. Well, we're in Hebrews. Stand with me, please. Chapter 10, chapter 9, I mean. Chapter 9, verse 1. This is Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 1. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shewbread, which is called the sanctuary. Then look, which 
which had the golden censer and the ark. No, I jumped down. I'm sorry. I missed my main verse. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. Holiest of all. Which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold wherein was the gold pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. And over it, the cherubims of glory overshadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. The Holy Ghost signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not made manifest while the first tabernacle was standing, which was a figure for a time then present, in which they offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the, the, to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? For this cause He is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. And so, look at verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figure of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, he hath appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin Unto salvation. Father, bless you, thy word to our hearts, we pray, and we'll give thee praise, honor, glory, majesty. May we just exalt thee to the and thy word and thy blood 
And dear Lord, the call of God upon our lives, O God, and the Christ of Calvary, the very bread of heaven, to the ultimate, may we lift up all these holy ones, holy things. O God, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, I'll tell you what, we better make much of the blood. We better make much of Christ. We better make much of His divinity, that He is God, that He's divine, His deity. We better make much of the call to the ministry. Today, all of these things are being torn down and and belittled. And so as they go and belittle the call to the ministry, the Bible says, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We need to be holy brethren. It's a high and a holy calling to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Say, well, these preachers just out and only have 20 or 30 people. I said it's a high and call, holy calling if they have five people. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a glorious thing to be called the minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. A preacher of righteousness. And then, as we said, holy men and then holy, the holy mount. But the word, it says in Hebrews 4, 2, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And then three different times it says, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation. When people hear the word of God, they can spurn the word of God. He said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's for us today. Don't harden your heart. Just open your heart. Let the word of God change you. In Hebrews 3, 1, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren. Wherefore, holy brethren. We're to be holy men. By the way, I think that speaks about the rod which budded. Surely the high priest is Christ. But I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a high and holy calling. It's a holy thing. And we are told in the, in the uh, requirements of the bishop to be holy. Not W-H-O-L-L-Y, but H-O-L-Y. May God help us to not lower the standard. If we lower the standard, we're lowering our Christ in the minds of the people. No, let's have us come up to His standard. People say you make make too much of dressing up fancy for the Lord's house. Maybe we make too little of it. I know they made much of it years ago. Amen? People ought to be covered in the house of God. Our women especially, they ought to be in modest apparel when we come to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. Just as little flesh as as possible. Hello, hello, good morning. I'll tell you, God Almighty told what the men were to wear. The priests had to have garments. They couldn't even come up on the altar when they were having their worship. Their altars had to be flushed because as they went up, they would see the nakedness of the priests, the men. Today we think we can go around and have our shirts all off and look like a bunch of beasts. Amen? Rush all the men in there and they all shower together like a bunch of hogs. Amen? Well, the church house ought to be different. 
Well, I have stalls, at least, something where we can be covered from each other even. Hello, good morning, even the men. We are not a bunch of animals. Someone said something on the radio the other day, something about some beast or something. We're all critters. Well, I'm no critter. I'm the creation of Almighty God. Amen? God formed me in my mother's womb. My Bible tells me so. And he breathed into Adam's nostrils a breath of life. And man became the living, a living soul. And he's the one that named all the animals. The animals did not name Adam and Eve and all the rest. God named them. We are, we are mammals, but we're not animals. We're above the animals. and We better act above the animals why we were so against this place down the street. They called it the Animal House. Now it's prime time. Then over across the way there, they had the zoo. They acted like they were in the zoo, but acted like a bunch of animals. By the way, that's what's so terrible about evolution. We didn't come from the water. We came from, the, the, from God and from the dust of the earth. God breathed into our nostrils a breath of life. You can't go wrong when you stick with the book. Because this, this is the holiest of all. This is in the holiest place, the holiest place. In the holy of holies, the, the, the tables that God wrote with his own finger. I read one commentary, and they, they acted like it's, it, it's, said, it's said that God wrote, uh, wrote the, the, first, uh, the Ten Commandments with his finger. It's not said. That is so! The Bible says it did. God wrote it with his own finger! Don't you say, well, somebody said that it was written by the finger of God. God Almighty in his book said it was written by his finger. Someone said, God, sa- God uh, said it. I believe it. That settles it. If you don't believe it, it settles it. Amen? So a lot of people don't believe this book, and it's just as so, and it'll judge him in that day. Oh, yes, this is an eternal word. It'll last for all eternity. By the way, I believe that my King James 1611 English Bible that I just read to you is inspired. Inspired. Now they say it's preserved, but not inspired. No, it's preserved, but it's inspired. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture. And mine's in English. Hallelujah. I said it's inspired. Well, you said, oh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, you won't go far enough then. Hello? Who said, well, I I couldn't say that. No, you're too intellectual. You've been to the university too many days. Sat under uh, unbelieving professors or ones who didn't believe uh, just in simplicity. You know, there's the simplicity of Christ. We've lost it today. When we were first saved, we believed every word of the book. We didn't think there were any errors or needing for corrections. Well, I still believe that. And I had trouble with that when I went through the co- college, too. Yeah, they took me aside because I was p- pinpointing all the, the men down there. And I said, do you believe that the King James Version of the Bible is the perfect word of God or the infallible word of God? Well, yes, but. I only asked the men, the ones that were going to be in the pulpits. Oh, no, it's got errors in it. That's what they told me right on the university. And then they stopped me. 
from doing that. Dr. Wisdom, he called me in. Yeah, and he said, he said we, well, you can believe that, Brother Harvey, but, you know, but just don't be stuffing it down everyone else's throat. Mm. He said, if you don't stop your history. I, I, I tell you what, I've had other, I had other surveys that I did. Why couldn't I say that there? And later on, I said, and, and Dr. Wisdom said, boy, I never thought it got to this place. I said, I told you so, Doc. I believe that book. They never thought it'd get to this place. Well, it's gotten to the place where you either believe the book or you have a bunch of questions about it, and I don't have one question about it. The book questions me. I don't question the book. Christ questions me. I don't question Christ. Amen? God Almighty questions me. Where are you, Adam? (laughs) Where are you, Preacher Harvey? I don't say, God, why did you? No, no, no. He, what did Job say in our dev- family devotions? You ought to have family devotions. If not, start tonight. Amen. Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. His wife came up and said, why don't you curse God and die? That was a very sad thing that she said. We never curse God, ever. He worked through the weaker vessel, didn't he? Huh? Amen. Almost all our problems in our church start through our women. Hello. Hello. They do. They do. Yeah, some woman trying to jerk their husband's head. Now, you vote this way. We don't, that's why the women don't vote in this church. We're not, we're, we, we're, we're a New Testament church, amen? The men run the church here. The men make the decisions here. Don't you think they did that in Jesus' day? Do you think they checked with P, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, even if she had a lot of money? You think they checked with her? Well, what do you think, uh, Mrs., Mrs. Peter? Mama's, uh, Peter's mother? What do you think? What do you vote on this? Oh, there was a day in this country when there was no women's suffrage. Did you know that? You know that? Billy Sunday promoted it. And Billy Sunday's sorry he did now. He's still in heaven, though. He, he made up mistakes like a lot of us do. Amen? You know who used to run the country? Landholders. And they all had to speak English. They had to be able to read and write. Amen? Huh? Huh? And they had to be, what, at least 21, I'm sure, that day. Maybe older. I don't know. Huh? And, they, and a woman couldn't vote either. Oh, I got them all mad at me this morning. But I, if I'm biblical, I'll, I'll just stand where I'm going to stand. God calls men to preach, not women. Amen? But we men all need our wives, and we're in trouble, amen? Because most of us are pretty weak, and we need a helper, a help meet. Well, amen. Are you so Americanized that you're polluted in your brain because you, you think that women ought to run the church? We men don't even know how to run the church. Only God can direct us. Amen? We're not much either. But oh, our Christ who reigns and lives within, he can guide us. He can help us when we don't know what to do. Amen? You say, well, I don't believe in that. Well, my brother-in-law, I think, does 
he wouldn't even go to the Independent Baptist Church on Wednesday night when they had the business meeting because it got to be such a battle out there in the church. They wouldn't even go to church on Wednesday night. So we don't have our business meetings on Wednesday night either. We try to have them totally separate on a separate night when nothing's going on around so the women don't have to, we don't have to hurry the business up so the women can get home if they don't have a way home. Hello. I think we do it more the Bible way. By the way, some of us men, we won't even agree on everything. Sometimes we misunderstand each other, just the men. Amen? Even if we keep our mouths shut, sometimes we, we, we get, get crosswise with other people. Amen? Or don't understand each other. Holy brethren. Holy brethren. The holiest of all. God calls holy men to take care of holy business. And God calls holy men to take and to preach the holiest of all the word of God. Well, the word of God is quick. It's alive. The word of God is powerful. Acts, uh, Hebrews 4.12. It's powerful. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's sharp, the word of God. The word of God is piercing. The Word of God divides, dividing of what the spirit, soul, spirit, joints, and marrow. The Word of God is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Look at Hebrews 4.13. Hebrews 4 and verse 13. The Word of God is the miracle book and Christ is called the Word of God over in Revelation 13, 19, or 19, 13, pardon me. The Word is a discerner, and then it makes manifest. 4, 13, look at this verse. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. The Word of God manifests. That's what he's talking about. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of sun or soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked. The word of God makes you naked before God, to, so he sees everything. Your intents and everything about you. The word of God lays us naked before Almighty God. The word of God is Christ. And Christ is the Word of God. That's why I don't have the problem we preached on this Wednesday night. I don't have a real big problem. I've been accused earlier in my ministry of worshiping the book. Guilty, guilty, guilty. You couldn't get saved without the book. And this is the Word of God. This is, this is the holiest of all. This is the holy of holies when you enter and open this blessed book. And I preached on Wednesday night, how do we treat the Bible? How do we treat our Bible? We ought to treat it like the holy word of God. Like we treat Christ. And we're to worship Christ. We're to never talk back to Christ. We're never to talk back to the Bible. We're to just obey it and try to do what it says and take heed to it. It's called in Hebrews 5.12, the oracles of God and the word of righteousness. Word of righteousness. And then look at Hebrews 9 with me. We read there earlier, Hebrews 9. Look at verse 3 and 4 with me. And after the second veil, the 
tabernacle which is called the holiest of all. Which had, and we already read those verses. Now look with me to one other verse, verse number 19. Look at number 19. I thought this was interesting. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water. That's interesting. I looked that up in the commentators. You know what came out of the side of the Lord Jesus Christ when they pierced his side with a spear? Water and blood. Water and blood came out. Water and blood. He'd been dead a while. He died before the others, you know, because he was carrying the weight of the whole world upon him. Water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and the blood and all the, I mean, all the people. Saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which God hath enjoined unto you. Then he goes on about all these things that are purified with the blood of Christ. Well, as these others are trying to minimize the book, they're trying to question the book. Maybe they're not trying to defame the book, but they are defaming it. If you try to find one thing wrong with Christ, you're defaming him. If you try to find one little thing wrong with this book, It's just not wise. This is God's word. God says so, and I believe it. I believe this. I heard this word preached that I got saved. I didn't get saved by some preacher's words. I got saved by the word that he was preaching. As holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Says holy prophets of old. Oh, I'm not going to question the book. The book questions me. And then the other one is the manna. Christ is the manna. He sustains us. He feeds us. No, don't be questioning what he feeds you from his word. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. The milk of the word. The word. And then the the, uh, rod that budded. We need to get back to praying for preachers. We need to keep our mouth off preachers. You better keep your mouth off these 12 men that are coming. Every one of them are imperfect. And yet if Christ lives within them, their perfection is of the Lord Jesus. And if he called them, God can take them if they do something wrong. God will take care of his men. He will correct his men. And then lastly, the blood. Oh, thank God for his precious blood. It's called precious blood. It's the, it's the propitiation through faith in his blood. Propitiation through faith in his blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And when God, the old death angel comes, or when the Satan would try to, Claim me, praise God, the blood's been applied. Now they tell me that this is so, but if you look at something that's crimson or red, through a crimson or red prism, it becomes clear, becomes clear or white. 
And as God Almighty looks at our crimson sin, though your sins be as scarlet, though they should be white as wool, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. As God Almighty looks at our crimson sin, our scarlet sin through the blood of the Lamb, we're white as can be, we're clean, washed in the blood. I want to make much of God's calling of his preachers and their preaching. I want to make much of the book of God. For these are all miraculous. I didn't mention that. Did you know the call to preach is miraculous? It's miraculous. Then his blood is miraculous. Praise God. His blood. And the manna, of course. The word of God is holy and it's a miracle book. I want to ask you another question. Is our, is our born-again experience, is our salvation a miracle? Would we try to find anything wrong? Would we try to find anything wrong with how Jesus saves us? Well, why find anything wrong with his book? This is how we get saved. <laughs> Amen? Oh, my. He's right and we're wrong every time. He's the holiest of all. And the only reason we have any holiness is all is Christ liveth in me. Live in you. When did you get saved? When did he come in? Take over. If he didn't get saved today, trust Christ today. If you have doubts in your mind, come and be saved today. And if you are, miracles happen. Amen. Amen. I'm saved and all the imps in hell can't change it. And I didn't get life until I sinned. I've got eternal life. See, what happens is a lot of people get their fellowship relationship to the Lord. When I got saved, I became a child of God. I got out of the devil's family and I'm in Christ. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm saved by all, for all eternity. I have eternal life. You get it when you get saved. Now, this is my fellowship. If I read my Bible, pray, serve God, go to church, give out gospel tracts, witness, tell people about Jesus. Oh, I'm on the mountaintop. If not, oh, man, I, I, I don't read, don't pray, don't go to church, uh, don't do like I ought to do, maybe do some things I shouldn't be doing. And then all of a sudden, what? My, my fellowship, I'm down in the dumps. But my relationship's still the same. I'm in Christ, going to heaven, on my way. My sins are gone. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. But then, so what, I, I repent of that and ask the Lord to forgive me, confess my sin, and now, oh, I'm coming back up again. So this is fluctuating your fellowship with the Lord. All the time fluctuating, but praise God, you better get that one straight. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. And all the unbelievers and the imps in hell cannot change the fact that I was born again. In, in August of 1959, at Central New York Baptist Camp, Jesus came into my body the person of the Holy Spirit. No wonder I wanted to be holy after that. Because the Holy Spirit lived in me. No wonder I came back preaching to my mom and dad and everybody else. Because Christ came into my heart. The Holy Ghost of God came into my heart. And instantly, he changed my mind about some questionable things, which I'd been arguing about for years. Months and years, even at the early age of 16. He changed me like that. 
As I've said so many times, it was like, it was like that great boulder. I was listening to the Pilgrim's Progress in, my, in the audio. You ought to get it if you don't have it. Give it to your loved ones. And old Pilgrim, he's coming up there, and he comes to the cross. And his, his burden rolled off. That's the way I felt. I felt like I could fly when he took my burden away. And the trees were, were greener, and the grass was greener, and the sky was bluer, and everything was glorious. When the Son of God came into my body, I became a new creature in Christ. You say, well, I think I got saved. I don't think I got saved. I know I got saved. He changed me. You don't have to ask my mother, but go. she's still alive. I talked to her last night. Called her up last night. About 9, nine o'clock, a little before 9. And she could tell you if I changed or not. Just go ask Doris Edna Harvey, who used to be a skillicorn. What a name. Just ask her if her little boy Jack changed. Did I ever? When Jesus comes in, you're different. And I never smoked. And I didn't drink. And I didn't run around with girls. But I still changed. I said, I still changed. Amen. My mom didn't do that stuff either. She'll tell you, I changed. I changed. You say, well, you were that more. How could she see a change? If you get saved, someone will think you're different. I came out preaching. I came from that camp telling everybody, you've got to get born again. Went back to the old dead Methodist church and thought that they'd all want to get saved. Man, nobody wanted to. I came back, you know, I didn't want it for a long time. Should have had enough sense, but I thought everybody wanted to trust my Jesus. Amen. Well, therefore, if any man be in Christ, oh, what? He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Our Father, bless, we pray. Thy word have thy way in our hearts and lives. O God, we come to thee now. Pray that if there's one without Christ, they'd be saved today. Touch their hearts, convict them, Lord, of sin, even save them today. But, dear God, uh, convict them, please, of sin. Please touch their hearts through the Holy uh, Spirit, through the Holy, Holy Book of God. Help us, Lord, to realize we're going in the Holy of Holies and crack open this glorious book. Oh, Father, help us. Help us. Get that blood applied. 